previously on The Crown, we buried the Duke of Windsor, and Prince Charles really took it to heart. Is he the new black sheep of the family? He's shacking up with Camilla Shand, and his uncle and grandmother decide to get involved and break that off by marrying her off to Andrew Parker Bowles. But on the politics side of this, there was a coal mining strike and Prime Minister Heath really screwed things up by not being able to broker a deal with the union. So the country wound up going into reserves and really cutting their energy use. And the queen was not happy about that. So she's not happy about her son getting played by her mother and, and uncle. And she's not happy because the prime minister screwed up this stuff with the coal miners. So let's see how this all wraps up in the finale of this season. This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. We're back with one final episode of season three of The Crown. We are wrapping it up, and I'm ready. I'm excited for season four. You know, I think we said this for a few weeks, but just everyone talking about it, all the hype. It's you know, it's got me feeling like let's get to it. You know, show me something. Let's do. It. Let's see what they got. But before yeah. we start, it's a nor'easter here in New England. Yeah, it's it's, it's a blizzard outside, uh, and we uh, we we are recording this on Wednesday night and I got a text from work saying you don't need to come in so I'm gonna live like I did when we recorded our Patreon bonus I could get my ASMR I'm gonna crack an adult beverage <laughs> well I very much have work tomorrow so I'm just gonna keep drinking this well, water I'm, I'm gonna be shoveling snow tomorrow so I will have stuff to do but you know, <laughs> I get to sleep in an extra half hour or something like that Congratulations! So, cheers to season 3 of The Crown yeah, there you have it. <laughs> but uh, you know, back to this ongoing story of uh, people decrying the crown for being fictional. Um, I was reading an interview with the the lady who plays Princess Diana in season four, Emma Corrin, and she says, and this is in Variety, you can, you can look it up. It is very clearly a dramatized version of events. <laughs> uh, this is fictitious in the same way. Uh, people don't mistake succession for what actually happened with the Murdochs. <laughs> she even says, I understand where the request comes from, a place of sensitivity and protectiveness of the royal family and Diana. D- Dave, is this so clearly a fictionalization? <laughs> no. In succession, they're not called the Murdochs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like whatever talking point Netflix fed you, that is not the right tack to take. Um, just, I mean, you know, I think we know at this point that they're playing with fiction. They're playing with fictionalizing. Yeah. It's just the way they inject levity into the show at times to try and, you know, push, you know, some sentiments through it. It doesn't, it definitely registers as like, they're trying to play this as, as real in some regards, you know, sure. It's heightened, but like, yeah, I don't agree. You can agree. the, the the challenge is you just can't parse what's real and fake. That that's a challenge. Whereas succession, it's all clearly, <laughs> it's all fictional. It, it, the only thing yeah, they have I've never common... once thought that anything in succession remotely resembles the real. I didn't even really know it was based on 
I, yeah, I thought, the, I, the I mean, I knew they it have, was loosely based on. Well, the only thing they have in common is, is they're, they're a rich family who owns a media empire. That's the, that's really the beginning and end of it. Well, I mean, uh, the royal family doesn't really own a media empire. They're no, no, rich. no. I mean, also oh, the, the, between yeah, succession, the Murdochs yeah, yeah. and I the, mean, the the Roys. Straight up, the, the crown is just you know has the actual names of all the people in there. Anyways, enough on this topic. We've we've beat it to death. Dave, is there anything else going on in the world of Downton Abbey or um, the Crown? Well, in the world of the Lords of Grantham, last week we recorded our Patreon bonus episode for December on the That's right. very strange film A Christmas Star starring Rob James Collier, uh, Tom Barrow. Yeah, we watched it and it was stranger than we expected it to be. <laughs> it is a delight and we've heard back from our fans that have been listening to the bonus episode that it was a enjoyable listen, so... If you've yeah. been on the fence about our effort, uh, it's 55 minutes, so it's as long as a proper episode, mm-hmm. and it's a blast. And even if you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon to hear it, you should watch this movie. It's something else. It's definitely for Downton fans only. I would not recommend this to anyone else. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I think if all. you're a Downton fan who has like children, and you want something to throw on in the sure. background, it, uh, it's a Hallmark movie quality as, uh, yeah. in, in that regard. It hits the spot. It did. Uh, yeah, and that, that's all for our Patreon subscribers. Um, the only piece of news I thought was interesting that came out related to the Down and Crown also this week was, well, today it was announced that um, they're making a Tommy Lee and uh, Pam Anderson movie uh, starring Sebastian Stan and Lily James. That's Pam Anderson. Pamela okay. Anderson. Interesting. And <laughs> Sebastian Stan is Tommy Lee? Yeah. Isn't he a little too old to be Tommy Lee? I think so. He should be taller didn't too, just probably. Make, didn't Machine Gun Kelly just play Tommy Lee? Yeah, in some Netflix movie or something, yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, that was a... I mean, Lily James is Pam Anderson. Pamela Anderson, that's a, that's a choice. That's... I mean... I'll be, I'll be watching. She, I'll definitely be I'll watching watch, that movie. I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think that she she can... That's going to be... She's going to have to act to capture that kind of white trash essence. I'm here for it. And that, that That's sure. all I'll say. Uh, so, all right. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. It is The Crown. Smoke a beer. <laughs> yeah. Stone Cold. I'm drinking water. Uh, the Crown Season 3, Episode 10. Cred de corps. Something French. Uh, it's a passionate appeal, complaint, or protest. That That's what the name of this episode is. Critiquer. I didn't even write the episode name down. I realized that as I was opening my notebook. Oh, well, there, well, there you have it, Dave. Cool, something and, in French. Yeah. So what better way to wrap up this winding season than focusing on Prince Mar- Princess Margaret? Basically the whole time. Like, Yeah. That's it. Uh, were you confused by this, Dave, as, as much as Last I was? Last week was a cliffhanger. Right? It, it, it seems like you'd have a, a better way to cap the season than completely pivot from everything with Prince Charles going, going on the past few episodes to back to Prince uh, Princess uh, Margaret, who I haven't really focused on at all since like episode three of the season. Not it's to mention we-, we had an unresolved coal miners union strike going on. Yeah. I mean, the power was out. <laughs> In this episode, the power's back. Not only is the power back... Speaking of the power being back, mm-hmm. Wilson's back. Yeah, and I mean, well, let's just tackle this storyline first. We we kind of see it secondhand through a TV screen that they're watching. Yeah, I I don't. 
yeah, I'm at a loss uh, to try and figure out what their their thinking was here. So you unceremoniously oust Wilson. You don't even show it. Heath just comes in there pretty much because Wilson just expected he went again. And now we barely even got to meet Heath. He's out already because we see on the TV that Wilson <laughs> it was reelected. Wilson! Yeah, yeah, he's back. He's back. And... Um, I mean, we learned more about it from an info dump from Elizabeth speaking at a dinner uh, with her family, where she said it was, it, and she says this joke twice in the episode. She said it was it was quite un, um, what was it, un, uh, not like her crown, you know, it was unconstitutional. She said, but she let out a cheer when Wilson won, because yeah, she, she's glad to have him back. Dave, do we, do we have anything to say about Heath that we hardly knew? I, I mean, I feel like if this coal miner strike was so important that we didn't just gloss over it as a part of, of history, mm-hmm. we should have had more Heath leading up to him being in office, or we should have had Heath in this episode. Or is it a thing where we could have skipped Heath altogether? Exactly, I mean. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I feel like it, um, what who was who replaces um, the one who goes to Jamaica to, to get off? Who's on the drugs? So McMillan replaces what's that one's name? Anthony Eden. Yeah, who McMillan replaces Eden, but McMillan's kind of a footnote. But we are peppered with McMillan before he comes in to know who he is when he is prime minister. Yeah, the show doesn't yeah, did, need to do much work to establish characters to sort of have them play bit parts in a further storyline. So mm-hmm. it's a little frustrating that, like we said, the narrative paints. Heath as this sort of one to knock Wilson out. We don't even get to say goodbye to Wilson. And then Wilson shows back up. Looking and noticeably older. He looks much older than he did like a, yeah, yeah. Oh, two episodes ago. To the point that um, two episodes ago in Dangling Man, mm-hmm. I wrote him up. I, he got on my negative power rankings for not getting an appropriate goodbye. Wait, do you mean last episode? No, because in... in Dangling Man is when Adine and Wilson are gone. But Heath oh, really? is really brought to the oh, forefront. Oh, wow, that's right. Yeah, he's been on kind of a couple episodes. Wow. Yeah, So, but he, Heath's episode is last episode. Yeah. So he gets an episode, but he, yeah, it's, it's Whatever, it's we spent way too much time on this. Phil calls the UK a patient dying on the operating table because that's the current state they're in, and that's why Wilson gets reelected because of Heath's failure to, you know, join the the parties together uh to get the liberals and locals on the same side he just couldn't do it so that's why you get wilson someone who knows how to do the job the only issue with wilson though is he's not long for this job no he got a diagnosis with alzheimer's (laughs) and elizabeth's like well you can still do this there's been people with much worse problems than you and he's like it's like you should have seen that the cocktail anthony eden was on (laughs) yeah he came in here with a needle on his arm one time and He's just like, and Wilson's like, no, no, this is a mental one. This is a little bit different. It's a little trickier. I think Wilson brings a lot of levity to the mm-hmm. situation. Like he comes in and he's like, I'm not happy about this, but I'm aware. Yeah. And it's interesting considering we had Heath just pounding his fists for an hour last week. Mm-hmm. That Wilson comes in and very calm and owning up to the fact that. He's not fit for this job. 
Yeah. I mean, if anything, it, it re- reinforces that Elizabeth has fond feelings for, for Wilson, that he, that he's done a good job. So when he's back, you, you really get that sense that she's happy that he's he's there. Yeah, with his new fluffy wig. Is that a wig? I mean, whatever they do to his hair, it's fluffier yeah. and whiter. Yeah, that's true. They, they made it uh, wider. Um, but yeah, he pretty much tells her, "I'm not going to keep this job. I'm going to I'm going to step down pretty quick." <laughs> yeah. And um, she she does extend some gratitude towards him, right, Dave? Yeah, she said, you know, like I, she really enjoyed the conversations. And who'd have thunk knowing that Wilson started this run as a fly on the wall? Well, not even that. Uh, not only that, she invites him. Uh, she says, oh, it would right. be, if you saw fit to invite your queen to supper, that would be fine. And he's like, people haven't done, you haven't done that since Churchill. She's like, you're mm-hmm. damn right. <laughs> she uh, said, you better make some steak. Yeah. So, you know, if she goes to supper with, uh, with Wilson, how do you think she sent off McMillan? Did she give him like a pair of pants and send him out the door or what? I think she probably just took the she took a personal day on his last day. <laughs> what, what about Anthony Eden? Did she did she go down to his like local drug den and hung out there for for a moment? I think she went down to Margaritaville where he was <laughs> sta- where he moved. <laughs> and, and that that was that. And that so that she was, wasted away a little bit in Margaritaville <laughs> and said good, goodbye to to Anthony Eden. Um. So that's it in the prime minister front. That it really, it's a weird thing where like there's one story in the episode, and then there's this B story that's pretty much unconnected to everything. And it's just happening. Yeah, they, I think they shoehorn it in to establish the scene, and this not mm-hmm. not really a spoiler, but the queen it has a conversation with Princess Margaret where they just need to have the exposition dump that this is the queen's seventh prime minister. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think honestly that subplot exists for that line. Right, and they're kind of tee us up. up going into Thatcher. Yeah, like hopefully it's someone she'll get along with. Spoiler alert: she may not. So, hey. we'll we'll, agent, we'll get to agent the Thatcher. Yeah. coming. Yeah, we'll see yeah. see you next year. Yeah, but uh, Dave, what is going on on the home front for the royalty? Well, on the home front, is it actually? I guess it is on the home front. I mean, where else? Margaret would be? is a. Queen Elizabeth goes to see Margaret in like the destroyed house, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, what is going on here? Place is a mess. <laughs> there's glass, there's broken glass everywhere. <laughs> People peeing on the street like they just don't care. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Elizabeth can't take the smell. She can't take the noise. <laughs> and that's uh, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. She's so like a jungle sometimes. Yeah. So, so uh, Margaret says she had an exchange of views with Armstrong. That's and, one heck of an exchange. Yeah, and we see a bit of a flashback to that, or a, a, you know, them jumping to that, and it's uh, quite an exchange. A little anger there. Yeah. And then okay. we see that uh, Tony's not home because Tony is uh, he stopped caring and he is just in the world with a side piece. Yeah, I think her name is Alice. I didn't even write down her name. Well, I mean, it, it begs the question, who the F is Alice? I know. I was just going to ask. Because <laughs> we don't know who she is or how he met her. Uh, but we do know that he has this sort of house, and he has wallpapered the bathroom with royal headlines as a way to remind Princess Margaret that her family is not above drama. I may have made up the, that her name is Alice, actually. I didn't actually record what her name was. 
That's it. It's okay. She's she's a red shirt. Who, who, yeah, as... who the half half is Tony's girlfriend? <laughs> um, but yeah, back to what you're saying though, Dave, about the wallpaper. Interesting little piece. Um, mm-hmm. Tony uh, is an interesting man. Like he seems, yeah. he seems like there's some kind of agreement with him and Margaret, but there's not actually an agreement. So he's just a bad man, right? Yeah. Or it, no, I mean it's it's weird that he's married to Margaret and seems to resent everything about her. <laughs> like, but he why seems are... he seems reliant on her in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, to live his like you know nice life and everything. And, it, and there seems to be a, a an attraction there, some kind of animalistic oh, sure. attraction. Yeah, I mean it's almost like well, you know, just going back to his origins and how he met him, she represents a lot of what he hates you know <laughs> with mm-hmm. the royalty and stuff and it's that kind of opposite attracts thing but it's reached the point where why are they still in this relationship where it's clearly toxic and he does not like anything about her family still and you know he just can't find a way out but he he uh i mean i don't know i don't know he, he does he, it's kind of like he has like to your point taken with you know having his own house being rich once you get a taste of that it's hard to to turn back on that a little bit and we see these sort of altercations do oftentimes end in sort of them just physically making up but then we see we see that he leaves her these like really biting notes mm-hmm. like he doesn't seem and i, I he like a bookmark he there's see, a bookmark she has where he's just like making you, fun of her <laughs> yeah, he's like you smell yeah <laughs> p.s you stink but Clean it, up it, seemed, it it seems like it's some kind of really bad joke mm-hmm. and but it, but it it's not funny and she's never like oh this cracks me up it's like oh no you're just terrible to me yeah he just keeps hitting the, hitting the same beats and it's, yeah it's just turned toxic really that, and that that's that's the trouble there is they're just been together too long and it ain't working anymore. But they do have kids. I mean, someone and think the, of the, the children. The queen's like, "Where are your kids?" And, and Margaret's like, "Look, they sleep late too. I don't even care." <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she's pretty much putting out on Front Street, whereas Elizabeth, you know, tries to act regal about it. But no, Margaret's like, "No, I don't care about them." But uh, no. oh, it's Lucy. <laughs> Lucy is her name. Apologies okay. there. Lucy Lindsay Hogg. Hogg. H O G G. All right. Going hog wild over there. Um, so, anyways, though, Margaret has everyone over to uh, visit for her birthday. Yeah. She makes a bit of a scene. Yeah, she does, because she goes and she says, my, my man's not here, because mm-hmm. he's with another woman somewhere else. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, she's going to go disappear, too. Well, that's not exactly what happened. Oh, no. I mean, Phil's like, well, you know, he's not that bad of a guy. (laughs) I like him. Or the the grandma stands up. I I love really. He flirts with with me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And and they keep referring to um, the girl, uh, Lucy, as the thing. You know, she's. And and really, uh, Margaret's kind of triggered them. She she kind of set herself up for this, but, you know, she annoyingly. To get attention, but she she keeps tapping that glass, and then she says she wants to impose sanctions on him, so no more royal invitations, no land for him. She wants to punish him, which is kind of why you're setting it up for 
the family to, to go to Tony's defense because they don't realize how bad he is. They, they just mm-hmm. know the good things. Like, and it's true. And this is historical. Like he was, he was there at Aberfan. He was one of the first people to visit. He's, he did a lot for, um, I think disabled people and, and uh, children and stuff. So publicly he's a good guy. And if you're going by that notion, sure. And to them, he's probably a good guy. I mean, we've all had friends and, and, family members that are not in great relationships but you never see the bad side so you're like oh that person's great yeah well what's not to like about him oh oh (laughs) now i get it yeah so uh yeah phil you know he he's he says we should have sympathy for him and everyone who feels that way raise their hands (laughs) (laughs) phil's like it's not so bad to cheat (laughs) what a what a diplomatic way to to address this and and Queen uh, Princess Anne gives a look to which Elizabeth is like, "Don't you dare! Don't don't even bother to raise your hand." <laughs> yeah, Prince. I mean, we get that's that's it for Princess. There's no mic drop in this week for Princess Anne. She just shows up, just there for that that brief moment. Give her that check. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Margaret kind of storms out because she's just frustrated. They always take. Why are they always taking the guy side? She's like, "I'm family, not this not this Tony guy. Why why are you siding with him?" This is like a um, Shrimpy situation where the whole family yeah. loves Shrimpy, even though Shrimpy's not the family. But then again, Shrimpy's not in the wrong in Downton. Right, exactly. We also kind of skipped over the fact that uh, Lucy, Lucy mm-hmm. Hogg. Um, <laughs> Lucy, uh, Lucy Lindsay Hogg. The Hogg. So yeah. we, didn't, we skipped over the fact that when Tony's talking to her about like, well, there's nothing that I can do. She's not going to divorce me. Mm-hmm. The hog set suggests, well, what if she falls in love with somebody else? And Tony's like, huh, not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's kind of like looking off, but he's like, yeah, you know, maybe. Sure. Yeah. But then we, so we see that uh, Princess Margaret decides to go to her friend's house. And we meet her friend in a little scene, a party scene where she's complaining about Tony. Yeah, she's in, she's invited to Glenn and it's a it's a pool party. Uh, yeah, on her way there is where she looks at, sees that bookmark in the book. You, you look like a cheap pantomime. Um, but yeah, she, she is uh, there. She's she's she actually the the state she arrives in is kind of funny. She's passed out in the car. Her friend finds her and then just leaves her, leaves Margaret sleeping in the back of the car. That happened. Hey, that happened with me one time. I played a played a gig in Massachusetts. And I had to drive home mm-hmm. with my with my our, our our friend of the podcast Ray, the guitar player in my band fell asleep in the passenger seat and I was driving his car. So I just left him sleeping in front of my house. <laughs> I mean, there, there was that time day back in 2007. It was like one of the first parties we ever drank at, at Sean's. And I just got in the back seat of my own car and just went to sleep while everyone slept in the house. And you guys were all banging on my window. And I was like, no, I'm going to sleep in here. Cause I had like work the next morning. And then I woke up at like six with the sunrise. It was nice. And I just drove away. And then the parents came home and found you guys all in the house and you got in trouble. I got away scot-free. So it pays dividends sometimes to sleep in a car. And I think it didn't pay many dividends for, for princess Margaret, because I mean, we don't really see any positive or negative follow-up aside from the fact that she's poolside a couple hours later. I can't imagine her back feels great. You know, just sitting slooped over and at that age in the back of the seat of the car, can't can't feel good, can't imagine. But yeah, she's at she's at the the pool there, mm-hmm. and uh, her friend is kind of pitching men at the party for her to shack up with potentially. You know, there's a lot of yeah, older men there. It's her friends are like kind of secretly in with the hog. 
not not literally, but ideally, they're like, look, your man's been bad. Mm-hmm. You can be bad. Get your own hog. Exactly. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Quite literally. And, and who does she see there, Dave? But rowdy, rowdy Roddy. Hotty Toddy Roddy. <laughs> he is, he looks like a child when you first see him. He looks like a little child who got let in at this party. <laughs> he looks like an extra from Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Like, where did they find this guy? Like, he, he looks like a, a model. Um, and her friend tells her, like, you must know his father, Die, you know, whoever that is. And she's like, no, I don't care. I like him. It, it, when we get a closer look at him, he looks a little older, not quite as young as he first looked. But, uh, yeah, devastatingly handsome man. Also not very old, regardless. No, at 30s, definitely in his 30s. You think? I, I looked it up 20s. afterwards. He's actually oh, okay. 37. Oh, okay. Well, how great old is Margaret at this point? She's in her 50s. There's a 17-year age gap between the two. In her 50s? Wow. So Okay, so this show really has moved. I mean, we're in the late 70s at this point, so, like around 79. Yeah, and you know they're born in the 20s. So. Okay, wow. Okay, Princess Margaret. <laughs> yeah, go for it. But she's like, hey, where's your, where's your swim trunks? And he's like, I ain't got none. <laughs> and she goes, we're going to Walmart. Let's go. <laughs> they rolled back prices. <laughs> I can get we, you a nice pair. We see all the, the, like, they're driving through this town with this this cavalcade of vehicles. Mm-hmm. This fleet. And she's right. like, they're like, the rest of them have to fake going to lunch so Margaret can go to this department store. And, and we do get some nice little bit of romance of them in the backseat of the car where... You know, she says it's so nice when a man is unaware of his own of his own features, which I'm sure she's probably tired of with Tony because Tony's a guy who knows he's handsome and charming and can, can weaponize that. And mm-hmm. it must be nice to be around someone who's aloof. And Roddy tells her it's so sad when a lady hides them, and she thinks he's talking about her her eyes, and then he's like, "No, your smile." Which, she's like, "Well, I done lost my smile." Exactly. <laughs> um, nice exchange there. Uh, I mean, but yeah, you're calling it romance. They met half an hour ago. Right. I mean, what what is romance? Uh, but yeah, I mean, the photogs, the photogs, hogs are there taking photos as they get out of mm-hmm. the car for her and to go see, get trunks. Yeah, and they see this sort of Princess Margaret comments on this this the simple folks. She said they've stumbled on an experiment in inbreeding. <laughs> Jesus, that's rough. That's tough. She's not very nice. No, I, I mean she's. She's no friendly person. She she's definitely she's a victim spoiled. here, but she is <laughs> she is not not an, a, a kind soul. Yeah. So they go into the store and she asks what size he is, and he said small, and she says, oh, "Well, I hope not. He needs slim." Mm-hmm. And I like the exchange here with the the store uh, woman, <laughs> where she kind of gives like an awkward bow to to uh, Princess Margaret because she doesn't know how to interact with him with with her. And then, like, when she grabs the, the, the trunks for the man to, to try on, that store woman just has her jaw hanging. Like, that man's going to be in those tiny things? Humana, humana, humana. Well, he, he grabs, like, a more modest bathing suit. And right. Margaret goes, no, nah, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm, get, want- I'm paying 30, 30 bucks for this? Yeah. I'm paying 30 bucks for this. And it's, like, are, a, it's like a Speedo. Yeah, they are not leaving anything to the imagination there. Uh, so 
yeah, he goes to the back and, and tries on. And it's funny because this episode had the tag of, of nudity in it. I didn't see any. But a lot of suggested, you know, with the way, yeah. way he's like trying these uh, these trunks on. And yeah, she's watching him change. She's straight up just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peer at this man. And he's like, all right, dude. <laughs> Whatever, princess. <laughs> I'm totally down. Uh, and they talk about gardeners. Yeah, because he's, he's uh, interested in that. Yeah, and he says you need uh, nimble uh, fingers with, with trimming. And that, I great. mean... Great. High-quality writing. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what that, what that could only mean. Well, so then anyways, we see, we yeah. see a little montage of them living their best life with a, another needle drop from, from The Crown. We get squeeze box by The Who mm-hmm. very briefly being played as... Don't they, get it in the credits, though. Does not get in the credits. Do do, do not, the Who charge a higher rate than Bowie or something, or what? <laughs> I would. I don't think so. Squeezebox isn't like a huge hit for them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they're they're just partying at the the pool, uh, drinking a lot. I, I love. Yeah, she's playing the piano again. I guess every time she's drunk and there's a piano around, you know, Princess Margaret's going to play it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a good nice callback to her time with her father, with him playing the piano with her. Uh, who knew it would go this route? Yeah, yes, and truly. Mm-hmm. Not, and then her, her her buddy is like, "Yo, we could get in trouble for this." Yeah, we we hooked her up with this this Roddy guy. And then the the friend is like, "Nah, we're good." Or the the husband of her friend is like, "No, nah, we're good. It's gonna be fine." Smash cut to photographers taking more photos of them together. Uh, <laughs> and then also Tony, Tony's got got some photos taken of him too, right? Or no, no, no. It's just her getting off the plane because they go to where is it? They go somewhere tropical. Yeah, they go to Margaritaville. Yeah, they go to Margaritaville, and yeah, the phot- photographers are waiting there to take photos of them together. Well, before that even happens, mm-hmm. Tony brings some photos to Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. So Queen Elizabeth calls him in for a meeting, mm-hmm. and we and get a nice, nice reminder that mm-hmm. Claire Foy and Matt Smith used to be on this show. Remember them? Oh yeah. By the way, casting news: Matt Smith is going to star as one of the royal members uh, in the new Game of Thrones spinoff, uh, the prequel. So interesting, Matt Smith fans. Yeah. No, I heard he's, he's playing. He's playing Vince Neil. <laughs> prequel to the tommy lee movie okay i'll watch that um so so yeah no it's nice that they show photos of them younger and it's just claire foy and and matt smith and matt smith going kickstart my heart (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that is matt smith and uh because it's it's the queen's jubilee she she's been the queen for 25 years and we see like tony must have bought like some you know Dollar store merchandise stand, tea public, tea public merch with branding hey, on don't, there. Don't knock it until you try it. It's good merch. Yeah, but it's just like yeah, the queen's face plastered over stuff. Her name. But I, I think this is this is the charm of Tony being lost on the royals because Tony's like, look at this stuff. Like, <laughs> it's just junk with your face on it. Pogs. The There's literal pogs here. <laughs> the queen is back in pog <laughs> yeah. form. And and Elizabeth is just like, oh, a teapot, oh, a flag, oh, a, a kettle. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, hey, 
<laughs> Look what I got for you. I got a lot of stuff. Hey. Um, but that's not why she's there. Uh, he's there f- f- uh, for Elizabeth. Um, he's got some explaining to do. She's like, you got to patch things up. Like, what's going on, you fool? We, we don't like royalty getting divorced. We, it hasn't we happened. Like, in- we like you. We didn't want to say it at a birthday party, but we like you. You're part of our family. Maybe not Margaret's, but we want to keep you in the family. I've heard that about families, how they try to keep the person who married it into it, but get rid of the actual family member. Yeah, it's like, dude, we want to keep Shrimpy, but we want your wife gone. Yeah. Is there any way we can work that out? Is there an arrangement here we can keep you, Tony? Because we really like this merch and all these photos. They're, they're great. Um, He's still a little sassy in this episode, by the way. The, the guy playing him, he's still got a little Tony. bit of that. Yeah. Like, fun character, fun character. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so Tony tells her, Tells Elizabeth, look, I'm down, but there's a little bit of a, a thing going on with this uh, Roddy 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 guy. She's like, you think that I'm the one who's been being a f- mean to her <laughs> sisters also. And it's like, oh, no, he knows about this. Even It's so funny. It's like he's been doing – he's a bit serial cheater. He makes Prince Philip look like Prince Charming, you know? Yeah. It's like – and. Here we go, you know, I, one time, one time. Well, di- as far as we know, one time. Yeah. I feel like they don't play up enough that Tony's kind of being a, a piece of trash in this moment. It's like, you ha- you can't throw Margaret under the bus. You're just as bad. You're just as guilty. Oh, but he, you know, he, he we cut the camera before there any levity or weight to what he said. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. We see Margaret referring to Roddy as boy. And he's like, don't call me boy. And she's like, you are one boy. <laughs> She's like, I'm a princess. I call whoever I want, whatever I want. My boys. That, that's that's what she refers to her men as. My boys. <laughs> and he's like, well, I ain't your see, boy. <laughs> we can see that like Princess Margaret is already kind of being Princess Margaret to Roddy. Like the oh yeah, her patience is already worn a little thin. Yeah, she's she's had her fun, you know. Um, but they're in their vacay spot. She's with her boy, and, and he's doing a lot of yard work. The dude's got to work on his nimble fingers. I mean, he's got to keep them sharp. Yeah, he's like uh, some kind of mutant. He has claws. <laughs> exactly. Um, but she thinks she sees one of her boys watching her. Tony, Tony, huh? Tony, Tony. Oh yeah, she she <laughs> she hallucinates, and then she's like, "Nah, you know, give me another, give me another gin and tonic." Yeah, for a second there, I thought Tony was actually there. I thought you know somebody was oh, watching man. her. Play with play with history, please. That would have been great. That's so cool if you showed up there and just made a scene. This whole episode, uh, she's drunk. You could easily insert the Great Kazoo into this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. She sees a little green Martian floating around her head all the time. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> be doing this, Princess Margaret. <laughs> get, yeah. get out of here, Kazoo. We don't need you around. Roddy's like, well, who are you talking to? She's like the Great Kazoo. Uh, and there's photographers catching him at the beach, you know, having a wild time. And it reaches back. Yeah, it reaches back to the family. Like they see these. Oh, it doesn't just reach back the to the family; it reaches back to the nation. Yeah, it is scandalous. I mean, Margaret's always kind of been. She has this reputation with with the bare back photo in a, in the newspaper and stuff. You know, she's she's had this streak, but man, kicking up a notch. Is this the first time the crown's really engaged with like the f- paparazzi? Because like, I don't recall I that being get a used thing. to it. Yeah, because it seems like it's going to be increasingly a thing here. It seems like a, a terror already. No, there was the there was the the one where Philip and the Queen are arguing when they're doing the oh, right. world tour. Yeah, and the, the paparazzi like gives them the video. Right, that's right. 
Uh, but yeah, t- Tony's okay because uh, he says to his girlfriend, "Well, now we can be together." Now, doesn't she say like, "Oh yeah"? Now, now, now and he's like, she basically says like, "Now you can love you, you fell in love with me," and he's like, "I don't know about fell in love with." You. You're like, I, "I'm Tony Armstrong Jones. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of polyamorous, dude. I, I got a lot. I'm kind of in between relationships, a couple two or three of relationships at a time, you know. You know, lots of areas. <laughs> I, I kind of, uh, yeah. I, I get a, I get together with boys too. Are you okay, okay with that? <laughs> we also see that." uh over in uh, over in the other corner of Margaritaville on his on his assignment, Prince Charles gets a copy of the paper too. Oh yeah, he sees it. He's like, oh man, <laughs> come on. He's like, oh boy. This is some not people good. say there's a woman to blame, but I know it's all there, his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it's old man's fault. So, uh, I think I got this wrong. The camera's actually waiting for them after they get back from from. Uh, from their their wild vacation, uh, oh, but they're together. Like Margaret's not hiding it. No, not at all. And she goes home, and then finally Tony is there to confront her. Tony's just sit. Tony's like, "Hey, welcome to welcome to my house." <laughs> bump 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 bump. <laughs> and she says, "It's our house. Come on." Nope. Turn it up. <laughs> yeah. No, and no. He says going- no. She says it's my house, and he says it's our house. Mm-hmm. And then Roddy says, "Whose house?" And then, and then they it's a Run's house. Yeah, it's Run's house. And uh Yeah, uh the the young guy kind of backs out as they start yelling at each other. Yeah, if we see him like <laughs> slides out of the room. Yeah, I'm not not having any time for this. Um what are what are they even arguing about exactly, Dave? It's just a lot of back and forth. Well, it's basically like the way it seems that their arguments go is whatever the point of the argument is stated, and then they just start saying mean things about each other. Yeah, something like uh, about him being overlooked by his mother or something like that. Or Yeah, well, it's and, like, and hey, their why, fa- why would you bring this boy into my home? And she's like, your home. And then she, he's like, well, you stink. I don't like you. And she's like, well, I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. And then and Roddy it, goes, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, and before things can escalate, Margaret realizes Roddy's not there, and then she looks, and he completely vanished. I don't understand how this happened. We just see like a shot of him sprinting down the street. <laughs> I mean, that's was there a car there that he got in to get out of there? Like, I, I, I guess when they arrived, it's just so know. weird because she just goes looking, and there's not even like dust that's been kicked up from a car that recently left or anything. He's completely vanished. I don't understand it. But I mean, maybe he is the Great Gazoo. Maybe he was just a figment of our imagination oh, yeah. the whole time. How great would that be? <laughs> They look, at the, they look at the newspapers and it's like Back to the Future. There's just like a blank in the photo. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth just by herself with no one there. Ooh, yeah, um, like, in this moment, Tony is screaming at the princess, I'll bring you to your knees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be all in her head, though, because we do find out she's been taking a bunch of nitrozepam, which is to relieve she, anxiety. She ODs. Yeah. She looks rough. Real rough. Yeah, yeah. They said, Helena, no need to wear makeup today. Yeah. We got so, you. And really, we get to see what brings this whole thing together is Elizabeth coming to, to visit Margaret mm-hmm. and saying that I still need you. You can't leave me because you're the only one like who's in this all the way with me, you know, together. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And it, it, it's a nice way to tie it together. I don't think it puts a bow on the season, but it, it's a nice good moment between them two and their sisterhood, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, and I think it starts to dawn on Margaret a little bit that you know she she feels tired, sore, and a little bit foolish. She she's kind of tired of playing the fool, you know. But she gets she gets the permission to divorce. They're like, look, if we time this up with Wilson saying so long, mm-hmm. it won't even be an issue. Yeah, and I mean they kind of underplay it this episode, but this is the first royal divorce since Henry the Fourth. I believe they say that, don't they? I think they they bring it yeah. up. Well, that that was back in the 1300s, so uh, the 14th wow. century. So it, it's That's been a, a long time. been a while uh, for that that to happen, and uh, yeah, there's a precedent. Um, Elizabeth even asked Margaret, though, is it okay if I do this jubilee thing? You think it's still a, a wise idea? Can, can I show up to my my party? <laughs> yeah. Um, because she starts to feel like the monarchy is just papering over the cracks, you know. Um, oh, you don't say. Yeah, I mean, they've been there. Because, yeah, she she says how Churchill said that she'd be the second Elizabeth, and it's like the second Elizabeth era. And it's just not possible with modern technology and everything today, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. And, yeah, we get some slow shots of her going through the parades and everyone celebrating her, and then that's the end of season three. Yeah. Now, Dave, if we didn't have season four on tap to watch readily, would this feel like a satisfying end of the season? No. (laughs) It it feels like it's like a Netflix thing where it's like just teeing you up to play next on the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, I I, I watched the little meter go across, and I was like, I know I'm not going to click, but there are times when you kind of want to let the click go. Yeah. Well, was it a good episode? Yeah, it was a good episode. It wasn't a great finale, but it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was good fun. Good good fun. Yeah, all good, clean fun. Well, hopefully uh, clean for all the, the people involved. Yeah. Well, you want to do the power rankings, and then we can discuss what happened and what didn't happen? Absolutely. Okay. Who do you got going down? At number three, I got Heath. The, the Hardly knew you. You got ousted already. Heath bars had nothing to do with you. You're gone. Bye. Grand opening, grand closing. Nice to meet you, Heath. Yeah. It was a tough week to come up with names. So, uh, Dave, who was your number three going down? Uh, Tony and Margaret's children. <laughs> okay. Bar- barely Mom and dad them. are in the middle of something historic. Yeah. And we don't even see him. <laughs> to the yeah, point where totally mom's like, matter. they do their own thing. I don't care. That's not not a good life. No. Not, not at all. Well, at number two, I got Margaret. She's uh, okay. on, she's on the way down, and uh, she needs uh, a little bit of help. <laughs> she she's like hitting rock bottom essentially. But the only thing saving her is she gets some some fun time in with Roddy. Okay. Well, at number two, I have Tony because I think Tony's been playing this game for years, mm-hmm. thinking he could just do whatever he wanted to without consequence. And then what comes knocking on the door? Karma, and he's out. You're divorced. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why he's my number one because you know, you can't go hog wild without going a little bit crazy, you know. So, dude, it's gonna catch up to you eventually. We we all knew about your your ways, and you can put on a good show and stuff, but the show's over. Well, and number one, I got Wilson. It's a tough week, man. Just because he's dying, he's not dying. He's going to live well, a very Alzheimer's. uncomfortable life going okay. forward. And sure. we see that we see there's a respect level between him and the queen. That the queen is like, please, I need you now more than ever. It's quarter after four. I'm all alone, and I need you now. And he says, <laughs> I can't do it. 
I mean, is it different though with Alzheimer's? Back in the seventies, was the can you could you extend life as much as possible when you had that? Or well, you don't die I mean, when you have Alzheimer's. You no, just, I know it's a mental disorder. Yeah, yeah. What do I know? <laughs> well, Dave, who's going up? Who's number number three for you? Well, he's going up for sure. His name is Roddy. Yeah, he he, he has a week. All right. <laughs> he uh, he shows up. <laughs> he has a time of his life. Yeah. No, good for him. Well, number three, I got Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's a nice gesture, what she does with, with Wilson and inviting him to supper. Uh, it's her jubilee, so I think it's a good time to really celebrate her. She's been the queen for 25 years, so all the more power to her. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good. That's it. <laughs> number two, I got Princess Margaret. Oh, yeah? Some of this episode is, is doting on the negatives, her bad relationship with Tony, mm-hmm. her overdose, but she is... I feel like she's always looking for her sister to kind of give her the okay to do something for herself. And the fact that Elizabeth is like, all right, we're having ourselves a royal divorce. First time in hundreds of years. Yeah. You can go be happy. And who's to say that she will or won't be happy. But we know that when she's hanging out with her boy, Roddy, Mm -hmm. she's happy. And we know that her future is brighter than it is bleak necessarily at this moment. That's fair. Well, I got Wilson number two. I mean, he got reelected. It's not often that someone loses their prime minister job and then gets reelected uh, at a later point. And then it just really shows of where they came together during the season, you know, Elizabeth and him. It was, mm-hmm. I thought, a really sweet moment. I'm, I'm glad that they, they had that strong relationship. So good for Wilson. He really had to overcome a lot this season to get to where he, he finished. Yeah, he did. Well, number one, I got, I got, it's her, it's her jubilee. It's Queen Elizabeth. Okay. She's, she's the backbone of the episode. We see her with the stuff with Heath. She mm-hmm. makes her presence felt. She invites, uh, she wants to get invited to Wilson's house for dinner. She goes, look, make me a grilled cheese. Let's do it. And then she's kind of the glue with all of this. She's the one who talks to Tony and like, look, you got to get it together. Yeah. And then when Tony's like, yeah, but your sister has been misbehaving too. She's like, okay. And then she talks to her sister. She's like, look, you, I know why you misbehaved. I'm on mm-hmm. your side. Yeah. Let's make history together. And she said, I need you. You can't go dying on me. Yeah. That, that, that's a good case. Well, well I got Roddy at number one. <laughs> he, he literally kickstarted Margaret's heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 17 years younger. Uh, he got a, a free trip to Walmart and got some, some trunks and he had a good time. Free trip blast. to Margaritaville too. <laughs> <laughs> free trip to Margaritaville. <laughs> you know, like some good Cabo Wabo fun down there. So I, how, how could it not be hotty toddy Roddy this week? Good for him. That's, that's wow. also a valid argument. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Dave, what do you think happened? What didn't happen this episode? Oh man, this is tough because I feel like they put so much emphasis on the timeline. Mm-hmm. But I want to say the timeline is not accurate. <laughs> you could not be more correct. Uh, so, uh, she, Margaret met Roddy in 1973, and she didn't get a divorce from Tony until 1978. Okay. And, and uh, also, uh, Wilson returned to being a prime minister in 1974. What? And then he resigned in 1976. And then the Queen's Jubilee was in 1977. And wow. uh, yeah, so That's it's kind of 
all over care. the map. And then the show also completely ignored uh, Princess Anne getting married in 1973, which doesn't show up in season four as far as I'm, I'm, I hear. And it also doesn't include an attempted uh, kidnapping that took place with her in 1974. That doesn't show wow. up either in the season okay. four of The Crown. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. That is bold. <laughs> You know, he's just juggling a lot of a lot of plates, and they're uh, they're all spinning. <laughs> what can you say? Wow, they really don't care about poor Princess Anne. Look, it's 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 drama. You know, we all know it's a dramatization. We all know. Yeah, that. Is this Netflix or is this TNT? <laughs> yeah, they, they they know drama for sure. Um, usually, we, I mean, we've done a we did a recap after season two. I think we didn't do it after season one of The Crown. So we might have done a short one, but yeah. We're, for timeliness, we're doing Jingle Jangle next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll chit-chat about The Crown in for five minutes. But but we got we got to talk about Hugh Bonneville. We got we got to talk about this thing we've been talking about for, for several weeks. We got to know what's going on with this Christmas movie. Indeed. We, we got to know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we will watch that next week. But until then, Dave, what have you been watching instead? Um, watching? I finished Moonbase 8. Okay. The Showtime show with Tim Heidecker and John C. Riley and Fred Armisen. Mm-hmm. Very sweet little show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's really it as far as what I've been watching. Yeah. I'm a busy, a busy guy. It seems like it. But I will say before before you go, I've been listening to something that caught my attention. Oh yeah. I was doing my diligence, my due diligence, trying to check on the Lords of Grantham on the algorithm, mm-hmm. and I came across a podcast from last year called Good Lord Downton. Yeah. And I want to give them a plug because I've been listening to them. Uh, I listened to their first two episodes. They basically do episodic breakdowns of Downton, but they only did the first season, and the episodes came out like once a month. Yeah, you told me to look them up, and yeah, I saw they only covered the first season, but they're, they're two Australian ladies. I think they're Australian by their accents. I could be wrong. Estelle, our friend Estelle from the Lords of Grantham Lounge. Check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I listened to it, and... It, and I was like, "Oh man, I would I would totally listen to more of this." And I know it the direct competition, but it's fine. I'm welcome ext- it. I'm extending an olive branch, saying, "Hey, I'm a fan." And they're called what's the name of the podcast? Again? Good Lord Downton. Good Lord Downton. Okay, check it out there if you want some more podcasting on Downton. Yeah. Uh, what well, about stuff you? I- I, I've been watching Christmas stuff. Just uh, I'm not Christmas. much of a Christmas person, but I've been trying to catch up on certain movies that I hadn't seen. So I watched The Family Stone to extend my streak of watching Sarah Jessica Parker things this year. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. I think you'd like that one, okay? Because Luke Wilson's pretty good in it. Okay. And uh, I heard a story uh, from someone I went to college with that when they filmed it in Greenwich, he hit up the teenagers who were asking for his autograph if they knew where to get weed when they, they were filming the movie. Hmm. Okay, Luke. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also watched what other Christmas movie? I watched that that new one on Hulu, the Happiest Time, the the one with Kristen Stewart and uh, Aubrey Plaza in it and stuff. It was fine. Yeah, and, it was uh, good. what's it, Eugene Levy's kid? Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. It was good for LGBTQ. You know, they got their own kind of rom com Holly movie. That was good. And then I watched Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> the the okay, de facto Christmas seen, movie. Never seen it. It is <laughs> so weird. Uh, but it is definitely a Christmas movie, absolutely. Uh, and uh, yeah, if you if you like a little kink in your your Christmas time, a little Tony Armstrong it. Jones, uh, yeah, Tony Armstrong in there. Yep. I will say, um, where I work, we're doing hybrid learning, which is like half of my students are there half the day, half are not. 
Mm-hmm. And we have a pretty easy afternoon, so we've been throwing on whatever DVDs we have. Mm-hmm. So I watched Shrek 2 and Shrek 3. Okay. Well, all right. Well, on that note, I watched Mulan on Disney Plus since they added it. Oh, how was that? Forgettable. It wasn't that how's, good. How's Mushu? No Mushu. I, I think the movie is, is it's, I I almost don't want to, well, I don't want to recommend it because A, it's it's whatever, but also just for the, the bad stuff about the movie where they got a lead actress who's, uh, was she was pro Hong Kong police beating up protesters uh, against China taking over. They filmed in a part of China that has internment camps, and then also the ninety percent of the crew that made the movie is white. And for for a lot of reasons, you shouldn't watch it. It's very and, and they changed the 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 plot of Mulan so it's not her inner strength that makes her succeed. It's this chi power level that makes her succeed. It, wow. They literally they literally take the yeah, no, there's times where they're talking, it's like lifting the midichlorian speech and putting it into Mulan. Anyways, there you have it. Yeah, and The Mandalorian. <laughs> you got to watch that. We are watching that, and that is good. All right, I think people had enough of us, Dave. We've been talking for a while. Yeah, I mean, um, I imagine somebody listened to this podcast being like, they got to stop just talking about random TV. <laughs> I'm still listening. I got another 20 minutes on my commute, and they're still talking about TV. I'm going to turn it off. It's funny because this podcast is. Uh, we're running over a little over 50 minutes in the, at the moment. And I guess the episodes of the crown have been so short. We've just gotten used to doing shorter podcasts. I guess. Well, this, I don't know. this week was a 58 minute episode. Oh yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause yeah, this was a, a longer episode. So it makes sense that we talked for a little bit more, but we're just getting, getting a little too easy here with these, these 40 something minute episodes of the crown. Hey, you know, not if, they're not, if, if, if the listeners aren't, don't like what we're saying, they've turned it off by now. So this is just you and me talking to each other at this point. If the fans have turned it off. Fine. That's fine. That's entirely fine. Just two friends hey, catching up with know, each other. Yeah. God knows we can't do it that easily with the COVID. <laughs> no, not at all. All right. Well, if you want to hear more, we got all our podcasts out there on iTunes and Stitcher and whatever platform you use. And you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and shoot us a line at lordsgrantham at gmail.com. And we have merch on TeePublic. Yep. And jump on that Patreon. We got the bonus episode. Christmas Star is out. Mm-hmm. And. Per the request of the Lords of Grantham Lounge, we're doing the Q and A in person on New Year's Eve. Oh, is that is that when we're doing it? Yeah, because I said I, I I lobbed the question to the Lords of Grantham Lounge. I said, look, Corey and I can do this over Skype or, or, mm-hmm. or how we do our current recordings, or you can wait another couple weeks. And technically, it'll be a January Q and A, but it will be the December Q and A. Will come out in January, and we're going to record it in person. Because uh, we're we're following our COVID rules and we're gonna self isolate and spend New Year's together with a couple <laughs> just other friends. podcasts, just cranking them out. You know, it's a oh, factor you know, over baby. here. That's the way. That's the way we roll. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. We'll see you.